0: Good morning. I'm Mother Nancy, one of the priests here at the table. And uh, my role is, uh, as Father Ben mentioned, there's three rectors. I'm not a rector, I'm what's known as the missionary priest in residence. Um, Woohoo! Yeah. (laughs) And that which means I'm sometimes off on missional adventures uh, like I was these past couple of weeks. But it gives me great joy to be with you today and to proclaim good news in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So our texts today remind us that God is a justice-seeking, life-giving God, a God who is slow to anger and abounding in love. Our God delights in freeing the oppressed and bringing healing to the broken, restoring us to right worship. Like the woman in the Luke passage who was crippled and hiding, Jesus sees us and calls us to himself in order to break the bonds of physical, spiritual, relational, and societal oppression. Today, I want to focus on our gospel passage in Luke. People who witnessed Jesus casting out of the spirit of bondage and the healing of the arthritic contortion of this woman's body seemed to respond in either of two ways. The vast majority of those who witnessed the woman's healing rejoiced at the wonderful things that Jesus did. The Lord's true Sabbath is God's giving the freedom and rejoicing to such people as this unnamed woman who finds freedom in Jesus' healing touch. Those present likely knew her, knew of her condition, possibly had been with her when she sought healing in various ways during the 18 years of her affliction. Or maybe they knew her or knew about her and distanced themselves from her, thinking they too might become like her if they got too close. And yet they rejoiced in her healing and what Jesus had done. And then there were the Pharisees, the synagogue leaders, on the other hand, whose Sabbath practice was to prioritize and exercise power over the people and at the same time neglect their burdens, these people were put to shame. The synagogue leaders, they assert that the Sabbath is not an appropriate time for God to manifest his compassion and mercy. But Jesus claims that God's actions cannot be dictated to or restricted by rule-keeping humans. Though our Isaiah 58 text admonishes the people to not break the Sabbath, The underlying current of Isaiah and the whole Bible is that God satisfies the needs of the oppressed and calls us to do away with the yoke of oppression. Our Psalm 103 text, verse 6, reminded us that the the Lord works righteousness and justice for the oppressed. And verse 8 says, the Lord is compassionate and abounding in love. Yes, we're to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, We are called to do that, but God's mercy and healing know no limits of time and place. Thanks be to God. The Sabbath in Jesus' practice and teaching assures us of God's freeing power of Christ over the bondage at work in the world through oppressive burdens on God's people, burdens that the Pharisees and the world around us want to keep in place. But this unnamed woman becomes a testimony to the freedom of the people of God from demonic oppression and the crippling burden of disease and anything else that robs us of real life. This is the good news that we proclaim, just like the woman in the synagogue. Jesus sees us. Jesus sees you. And desires to break the bonds that oppress you, whatever they are to bring healing and restoration into your life. As I studied this pericope, I wondered what purpose is served by Luke's story at this point in the gospel narrative about Jesus healing a woman who's been disfigured by some affliction. The heart of the text tells us much about Jesus' identity and his authority, and about the character of God as revealed in what Jesus does. Jesus doesn't pray the woman as you or I might, but simply calls her over and declares, woman, you are set free from your infirmity. When he lays his hands on her, her, she is immediately liberated from whatever it was that was crippling her. Her healing depends neither on her faith nor the faith of others. There are many stories of Jesus healing people in the gospel, and this is the only one where the person healed hasn't asked or begged for healing. She's invited to trust Jesus through his calling her to come to him. This poor woman has been bent over double for 18 years. It may have been a physical condition, but the fact that Luke describes her malady as caused by a demon leads us to wonder that her paralysis may have truly been a spiritual one. But sometimes The weight of the past can cripple us. Sorrows, resentment, fears, nostalgia, remorse, or overwhelming attachment to things and places. Satan uses these normal things of life to paralyze and cripple us. Though we don't know the cause of her infirmity, this woman's appearance makes a statement in itself. She was crippled and bent over. And this condition robbed her of her dignity and her rightful place in the community. She was unable to stand up straight, to face the world. Think of the perspective this woman had. Never able to look anyone in the eye. Unable to take her place among any ordinary crowd. How did she cook? How did she eat? How did she care for herself? She was likely to have been looked down on and overlooked, denied her dignity as a person. But Jesus' intervention made all the difference for her. Upon receiving healing, she stood up straight and began a whole new way of being and living, restoration. She praised God, who had given her freedom again. Jesus first brought freedom from her bondage with his words, likely healing her broken heart and mind healing the relational wounds from years of being ostracized and possibly ridiculed, healing her spiritually in whatever way she was afflicted. And then he touched her and healed her physically. Our wounds and brokenness are different for each one of us. And our healing takes different forms. Trusting Jesus for how he will heal us is that step of faith that comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. This unnamed woman stepped out from behind the pillar where she was hiding, trusting enough to respond to Jesus calling her to himself. She lived the good news that we proclaim today, that Jesus sees you and desires to break the bonds that oppress you to bring healing and restoration into your life. Seven years ago, I recognized myself as this woman. My family had returned suddenly from Japan after almost 30 years there, and the weight of my grief of leaving the people and the land that I loved, coupled with my long-term, toxic, crumbling marriage and a daughter who was making incredibly dangerous choices had crippled me to the point where I wasn't able to stand up straight. And I feared I never would. I, too, had been robbed of my dignity and rightful place in the community. Missionary marriages just don't fall apart. Missionary kids just don't do that. But they do. No matter how hard I tried to put our lives back together and make things right, I couldn't do it. The reality was I was crippled and I needed healing. Around that time, I came across this amazing art piece by Catholic painter Barbara Schwartz. And I sat down with these verses in Luke 13. And using the spiritual practice of visio divina, or slowly, prayerfully gazing at an art piece that comes from scripture, I prayed through this text. And I invite you now to gaze at this art piece as I read verses 10 to 13 again, slowly. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. A woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are free from your infirmity. And then he put his hands on her and healed her. And immediately she straightened up and praised God. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. I love the verbs in this passage. It's kind of a nerdy thing, I know, but I love verbs. And they carry so much meaning, especially action verbs. Let me share with you what I heard as I sat with these verses. This is what I heard for me, myself, but I believe this is what God wants each one of us to hear. Jesus sees me. He calls me to himself and speaks to me. Nancy, you are set free from your infirmity. And then he puts his hands on me and he heals me, and immediately I straighten up and praise God. My marriage didn't suddenly, miraculously heal. Actually, it never did, and ended in divorce several years later. And my daughter still struggles with making wise choices. But Jesus healed the unbearable pain and grief and enabled me to walk upright and praise him. He still sees me, and he's still calling me to himself. He still speaks to me and heals me as I respond to his voice with trust the past two weeks, I was in Nepal teaching in a mission training school. The 25 students and staff engaged deeply with scriptures about their identity in Christ. For one of the activities, we used this Luke passage and this art piece for Visio Divina. I also had them spend time on a worksheet naming their fears and coping mechanisms, or crutches or walking sticks, like this woman in the painting, that they had put into place over the years. I prayerfully filled out the worksheet myself, just in case they needed to hear an example uh, in order to, to know how to do the worksheet. But um, they caught on just fine. <laughs> so, um, I, as, I, as I filled out the worksheet, I was surprised at the fear that came up for me. Fear of making close relationships because I might get hurt again. I might have my heart broken again. And I'd never named that before. And I realized my coping mechanism was to stay busy and keep people at arm's length. And even though I didn't need to share the worksheet with the students at that point, later in the week I did, because I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit to actually do the work of overcoming this fear by sharing my fear with these students. That. I had become very close to during this week. And as I shared my fear and the reason for my fear, the abandonment in my marriage and divorce, tears were shed on my behalf and love and care was expressed. I was surprised and felt God healing me in the voicing of my fears and laying down my crutch of keeping people at arm's length. And through the beautiful reaction of these lovely friends, what happened was not only that I found healing, but then I met with students over the next three days to listen and pray as they poured out their own stories and found healing in Christ's loving embrace. One of my favorite authors, Frederick Buechner, died this past week. In one of his many famous quotes, he says. Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. That sounds like Jesus' promised to the disciples. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Do not be afraid. And then he assures them of his peace. Terrible things had happened in my life. Terrible things have happened in your life. Beautiful things have happened in my life and in yours. We don't need to be afraid. Jesus continues to see me, and Jesus sees you, and he brings healing. And because nothing is wasted, he brings healing to others through us. Jesus sees you. Jesus is calling you to come to him in your bent-over state, not asking you to straighten up but bending over to look into your eyes, really seeing you, knowing your pain, whatever it is that has weighed on you and kept you bent over for years. Jesus speaks words of healing over you. Let him touch you to restore you to right worship. As we enter into a time of prayer now, there will be an opportunity for you to embrace healing in a prayer of response. And then, as we do each week, during Eucharist, we'll offer prayer ministry. There will be someone here in the, to my right um, available for prayer. I don't know if, if Josie's here. Josie's here. Josie will be here, and I'll be in the foyer um, to meet with you for prayer. I also encourage you to make use of the prayer candles and to voice your prayers for yourself and others as you light a candle. Jesus sees you and desires to break the bonds that oppress you, to bring healing and restoration into your life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.